0: Circularity is one of the keys to become sustainable and something we indeed need to start doing by design. To do that, we need to understand and manage the full life cycle of a product. In this context, the full life cycle of a battery.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind Machines and Gradient Descent.
2: Thanks for tuning in to our geeky podcast to discuss the fascinating field of AI and machine learning, corporate craziness, passion for technology and the role of humans. We are Uli and Abri, your hosts for this episode. And today we're super, super grateful to have Frank Röthved with us live from Norway. No No way. way. He is a digital enterprise sales specialist. So in other words, he's committed to create value and help accelerate the digital transformation within the process industry and manufacturing, utilizing industry 4.0 tech, the digital enterprise approach, consulting, implementation and optimization services. But it all comes down to his driving force, which is to support and inspire people to focus on what really matters, creating value by innovating and optimizing the different aspects of life and work.
1: What an opening! Amazing, right? That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and I guess, Uli, there's no more time left to lose, and we should jump right in. So, welcome till war podcast. That was Norwegian, I hope, f- uh, for, and it means welcome to the show. So, how are you, Frank, and where do we catch you today?
0: Thank you, Aubrey and Oli, for having me. It's an honor to be live here with you guys. I'm fine. I feel optimistic and energized. I've been out workshopping lately with customers and it's so amazing to finally meet people in real again.
2: There's something else that was very steady and it's your um, work with Siemens because you've been there for nine years now. That's very impressive. That's a long time. And can you maybe briefly describe the area that you are currently working in and share with us maybe the most formative and fun memories of almost a decade in the Siemens family?
1: That makes you still junior, right? Nine years in Siemens is, is you know, it's a very early beginning, I guess, right? Yeah, you just
2: started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still feel like a rookie in Siemens. But I also truly can say that I feel it's been a lifetime already with all the stuff I experienced, Mm. all the great people I met, and all the things I constantly get to learn. So in my role, I meet and engage with Norwegian industrial companies, from fast-paced startups to established enterprises producing for decades. I work in the field of industrial digitalization, and we help our customer become faster, smarter, more flexible, more efficient, and more sustainable by applying technologies such as digital twins, edge, industrial IoT, and AI. Over the years, one cool example I remember is while having a workshop with one of our food and beverage customers, we came up Mm -hmm. together with the customer the term of digital potato, which eventually turned into the concept of PASS, so potato as a service. We now support the same customer with implementation of traceability and IoT in their plant, and the goal is to enable data-driven production optimization based on data from the potato, from the farm field and all the way to the table of the consumer. So basically, we are on a mission to help our customer making more out of less. So it's quite challenging and complex topics we face, but also very fulfilling.
1: Yeah, I believe so. So, yeah, when we when we had the discussion prior, right, you, you thought you you had some nice thoughts actually on you know as uh, posing industrial eye um, as digital twins on neural steroids, right. So I think it was always a talk, right. I think it's a quite quite nice notion. Can you explain a bit, right, for the audience out there, what's what's for you a twin, right? It seems to be. A lot of applicable in a different, you know, that about around it. What a twin actually is, and and the second is what is the relationship to the neuron then?
0: Cool question. So uh, the the twin is a digital repre- representation of an asset, be it a plant, a line, machine, process, or even even the digital twin of performance uh, of the final product or. plant itself so it's it's a multifaceted representation taking both design simulation and real data from its operation into account and that that's kind of uh, our holistic view on digital twin it's a lot of different ways to define it but but we typically work with operational challenges through the whole life cycle and we need to kind of integrate the different steps in the life cycle uh, to, to make the digital twin uh, twin happen uh, in, in a usable way, so to say. And the relationship to neurons is that in order to make sense of the twin, you need to process all this information. And in Brownfield and um, older facilities, uh, typically uh, the human does all this processing of all the information. But now with IT and OT converging more and more, you can leverage these what what i call the digital neurons to accelerate the thinking process and achieve so much more so you kind of let you you connect in the digital you augment the processes of uh, both thinking developing designing and optimizing uh, within a lot of different areas utilizing this digital twin and uh, in siemens we call this collaboration between the real and the virtual world for an infinity loop. And this is in reality, the foundation you need to yeah, realize things like autonomous manufacturing. Uh, we, we often speak about closed loop manufacturing and so on. So it's basically the collaboration between the real and the virtual world that uh, make uh, all this optimization possible.
1: You just said like, you know, digital twin is, is, you know, it's about, you know, having from design to operation, um, um, you know, production, performance and all these kinds of data representation together. But if you look on customer side, right, I would say, you know, one question is, yeah, or all, buy all, all in Siemens, right? Buy all, it's just all Siemens stuff and then it's maybe integrated, right? But in fact, actually on customer and client side, maybe not everything should be Siemens, right? Is it still doable? What is the challenge there? I'm building up a, you know, a, such an end-to-end t- digital twin story, you know, when you know that there is a plethora of systems to be
0: incorporated, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I think uh, that that's a really good question and and also something we we discuss uh, on almost mm-hmm. most daily basis with mm-hmm. different customer because they always will have uh, a. a variety of systems, mm-hmm. uh, a ecosystem of different, uh, machine vendors, different system, mm-hmm. uh, different st- stakeholders, uh, different, uh, personas on the different silos in the organization. And mm-hmm. that's actually where Siemens can come in and, and, uh, break down the silos between the different departments, expertise and so on, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, transform the businesses, uh, and, into a digital enterprise, and I think uh, the foundation uh, is not to build, or our, our main message and our main objective together with the customer is not to to deploy our whole portfolio, but rather to do the right choices from the beginning. Have mm-hmm. a standardized foundation uh, mm-hmm. with with very good data quality, and so you actually can do what you need to do in the future steps uh, when when you have to operationalize and optimize uh, the manufacturing processes. So that's for sure a very important step. And uh, for the customer to to choose Siemens technologies together with uh, the possibilities to, to also combine it with different, yeah, special technologies from machine vendors, from system, uh, vendors and, and different niche, uh, vendors that, that's, uh, part of the game here. And, and of course our, our, uh, role as services is to help the customer and consult the customer to, to, uh, to, to bring the different parts together in a very scalable and, and fast way. So they don't need to rebuild and, and invent the wheel from the beginning at every scratch time. Scratch again. Yeah.
2: There's also another field that you are um, very much into, and it's the field of battery manufacturing. And batteries are a very hot topic these days. And in general, battery manufacturing is a 20-year-old water and energy inefficient, critical mineral using process with the urgent need to transition more and more towards renewable energy generation. So we're becoming more sustainable and more independent. With that, the need for high-performing sustainability manufactured batteries is becoming apparent and when did you actually step into the battery production game and what's your vision behind that?
0: Yeah. So so we we are in a position in Norway uh, with our team and also backed by the global team with a lot of uh, battery know-how, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of domain know-how uh, not only on the man- manufacturing and technology domain but also in in kind of the battery End-user perspective mm-hmm. uh, with with all of the energy and uh, yeah grid solutions mm-hmm. we have in Siemens, mm-hmm. we do have kind of the the tech stack to cover the whole value chain. And when when the first scale scale ups or startups uh, for battery manufacturing uh, started to plan and uh, design their plants mm-hmm. here in Norway. Mm-hmm. Basically, a few years back, uh, we started immediately to work closely with them and um, as a part of our team focusing on uh, supporting our, our customer with digital transformation and putting all the different tool tools and systems together that that was kind of a, a good starting point mm-hmm. for us to engage with the battery manufacturers and it turned out we had a lot to offer them. Um, not only from a kind of technology operational perspective, with all the automation and digitalization uh, they need uh, in their plant to produce stable and optimal in you know, an optimized way, but but also uh, in regards of the engineering process, how 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 they can quickly actually both design and deploy the different. Uh, both systems machines plants they need so so we actually have quite a huge portfolio that fits perfectly to their needs Uh, and now we have worked with them for two years full-time a big team doing a lot of interesting co-creation working with different perspectives different challenges they have and in different ways so it's been uh, quite a journey so far so what's what's the role of AI in in the battery production? Can you elaborate a bit? Yeah, AI plays a very important role in in uh, not only the production itself, but mm-hmm. also the design of the production, mm-hmm. which we already have some experience uh, putting in practice uh, and and doing this, and also uh, in regards of kind of doing the design exploration around yeah chemistries, mm-hmm. design of the product, mm-hmm. design of the machines, processing, and so on. So it's a lot of different application areas for AI within battery manufacturing. And it's also actually something that can deliver immediate value to the customer.
2: So we already touched upon uh, quite some sustainability aspects in the course of this podcast episode. But what role does actually circularity play in all of this? So can maybe the recycling and reuse of batteries or even battery parts be an answer um, to these issues? Or how can we actually design for that um, in the first place?
0: Resource scarcity is involving so many aspects, everything from raw materials, energy, water consumption, Mm. uh, but also like workers and human expertise and how to really scale up and how to deploy and how to to produce, uh, it demands a lot of workers and a lot of expertise, Mm -hmm. which is also a scarcity today. So uh, creating more out of less Mm -hmm. is one of our focus areas Mm -hmm. here in Siemens. And the technology we deploy and the value we can add should always be focused towards this. Circularity is one of the keys to become sustainable and something we indeed need to start doing by design. To do that, we need to understand and manage the full life cycle of a product. In this context, the full life cycle of a battery. And one way to do this is to actually create a digital tool chain, uh, also utilizing AI to reverse engineer the whole recycling process in a more automated way. So it's a lot of different ideas, uh, also in discuss- discussion currently with customers on how to actually achieve this in a more sustainable way. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very interesting.
1: So then when, when we talk about sustainability, right, then we have the two sides of the story, sustainability and scalability, right? Obviously, all clients demand scalability, right? How, how is this connection? Is that not somehow provoking in itself? Does it fit along? How do you see it going scale still going sustain, right? Is, isn't, is, that, uh, you know, is that the opposition actually of growth?
0: Yeah, you you can think about about it in this way. But also, Mm -hmm. if if we take a look at the bigger picture uh, in the world, what what do we need in order to to tackle the enormous climate changes? So -hmm. you need renewable energy. And in order to to deploy that at scale, you also need battery storage or energy storage in in many Mm -hmm. different forms. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's kind of a chicken and hen problem. Uh, but I really believe that you need to scale up this part, even though it demands a lot of resources, a lot of raw materials, which mm-hmm. uh, al- already have a big scarcity. And you need a lot of energy to do this. But in order to make the transition into a more renewable energy sources and so on, you, you really need to do this. And, and I was was listening to a recent talk by Elon Musk, uh, who, mm-hmm. who basically was very optimistic about the future. And they face these problems at scale. They they have both supply chain and mm-hmm. scaling up, even though they are really good at scaling up, they, they still face the problems on how where to source the raw material, where to source the chemistry they need, where to source and um, the energy they need, and how to do it in a sustainable way. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but he is really, really optimistic about the future because in, in his mind, we are already... On a good way, changing around the energy system. It's uh, we have the technology. The technology still needs to improve, and it does that iteratively year by year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we only need to take the actions to to do the work, to invest the money in order to come there. And when we have are on that track, we will also be able to solve the issues of raw materials, of energy, and so on, because. Uh, the, the innovation speed is fast at the moment, uh, and will o- only gain more speed when we major in the fields of AI and simulation together, mm-hmm. and how how we can produce more sustainable. So I think it can go hand in hand, but it will will be painful. But it it's es- essential to do it. So you shouldn't try to optimize on one of the fields, and and uh, and uh, then by doing that. Sub-optimizing the the whole energy systems, you mm-hmm. you should really talk about and and see it on on as a op- system optimization of mm-hmm. the energy, and and then then you need to take take these steps. Uh, speaking of scale right
1: obviously one one of uh, an amazing scale would be you know planning a gigafactory and it turns out you're doing that right (laughs) how (laughs) crazy is that so what does it mean actually you know uh, planning for a gigafactory you know everybody heard in the news doing that but that means means, like supersizing complexity is that uh, so how do you approach that
0: yeah this is a huge task indeed and even the best engineers and uh, cannot solve this uh, using manual methods so our team both in headquarters as well as in the projects regionally are utilizing optimization concepts here Mm -hmm. including ai to do this so we talked about digital twins on neurons and this is a practical example and a proven use case where we actually can apply this And uh, what we do is actually we connect the digital twin to our optimization algorithm and perform automated design exploration in the digital twin. So here you can let the AI take over and run the simulation model and iterate towards the best trade-offs and and set of parameters in in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. It it
2: sounds huge like... Thousands of parameters um, that would be impossible just to do by, uh, if it had had to be done only by humans. So Frank, that's an immense task to do. And we're very impressed that you're tackling stuff like that. Also with the battery production that we we addressed even earlier. That demonstrates um, your experience that you've gathered in the past and you feel comfortable doing that. So maybe if you have a look back to your time, maybe when you were a student or an early professional, is there any advice that you would have, uh, that you would like to give genius minds out there who are crazy about ideas and really want to make a difference? So how can you really be that innovative pioneer that starts initiatives and pushes boundaries in a complex and sometimes rigid Siemens world?
0: Yeah, so so there is some misunderstanding about creativity that you kind of cannot be crea- creative within some some kind of boundaries, but mm-hmm. that's actually wrong. Uh, within the boundaries uh, which you always have in the real world, uh, where you have some kind of um, design space to, to um, maneuver within, mm-hmm. some kind of organization, no limits, uh, some kind of budget limits, mm-hmm. and so on uh actually there is where well, creativity can flourish and what you what you can do is kind of always be curious always push the boundaries on uh what's possible what what's what what can we do in the different situation the different with the different challenges uh you have so you basically have to to utilize the base you have the platform you have within it can be kind of a department a team where you have a different competence Uh, you might might have a special focus area within your team but you always have the possibility to to kind of build upon the customer challenge and and work yourself backwards from the challenge to a solution, and there is well, like both creativity, yeah, well, creativity will fuel inno- innovation in a very nice way.
2: That's wonderful advice for sure, and definitely helpful just to, yeah, to work in the team, to be part of the team, um, to be curious, open minded, to be bold. This is also what we pray at the Siemens AI Lab every morning. <laughs> um, oh,
1: oh, oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold statement isn't it but maybe it's true and that's all. all
2: right <laughs> um, but frank we're almost at the very end of our session and uh, before we finish this episode we would like to play um our favorite game uli uli loves it as at least as much as i do it's called authentic sure. autocomplete so, I would like to give you for the closing a couple of sentence starters and I would, las- I would ask you to complete them. So, Frank, are you ready for this final challenge of the day? Yes. Yes. All right. So, let's start with an easy one. Siemens is
0: sustainable and scalable technology out of the box.
2: Nice. Norway is
0: front runners. Yeah, truly true.
2: Technology with purpose is?
0: Making more out of less.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. That's the first
0: one, right?
2: Yeah. Sustainable battery manufacturing is?
0: Only realizable with AI and Siemens. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Let's see.
2: And last but not least, if I could invent a rule for everyone in the world to follow, it would be
0: that's a really really tough one i don't know if a rule would be my style but uh, maybe how how could we motivate people to create an impact for the future generations i think that would be my take on this
1: hey frank thanks so much for being being with us and being open and sharing right and our our ways multiple times you know crossed each other somehow right for some kinds of occurrences along, along the road of AI and digitalization and co-creation and clients and stuff like that. So I really always uh, appreciate that, you know, and we know you're super busy, um, you know, in, in moving from client to client, um, and, but we're really happy that you, you know, ha- took a bit of your time and, and spent with us and share your, your stories and to share your thoughts with us. Uh, so thanks very much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to be on. And folks out there, stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. I'm not sure what what, but there will be uh, awesome things to come. Stay bold, committed, and oak-minded. And we hear us at the next Siemens Ehrale podcast. Cheers. <music>